0: Hello, my friends. Joe Zenk coming to you today <clears throat> on uh, Wednesday, July the 22nd with a, another Cup of Joe podcast. Uh, today happens to be a feast day, a wonderful feast day. Oh gosh, today is the feast of St. Mary Magdalene. So we're going to talk about her today. And you'll notice uh, we are going uh, off script. We are not uh, going to continue through Matthew chapter 12 or even into 13. We are going to Take a detour on this feast day because it's a special day. We are going to uh, be going to John chapter 20, and the reading will speak for itself as to why. But um, wherever you are today, however you are, uh, I just wish you every blessing, every joy. I hope uh, you feel um, just God's presence, God's goodness within and around you and among you. Uh, wherever you are. So my love to you. Thanks for coming along today to listen to the Word of God. So let's do just that, shall we? For those who will be reading along at home or wish to, we will be in John uh, chapter 20, verses 1 to 2, and then we will skip ahead to 11 to 18. So John 20, verses 1 to 2, and 11 to 18. Let's hear the Word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. Mary stayed outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener, and said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am going to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and then reported what he told her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, brothers and sisters, this is such a good gospel, and it is so packed with so much. We just can't go through it all, because if we did, we'd be here a long time. And I always make a description in this that I do a brief reflection, and I think I've been less and less brief as I've gone along, so let's see what we can talk about. When we think of Mary Magdalene, what do we think of? What do we envision? If you're like me, and and maybe you're not, but I grew up on Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh my gosh, from my earliest ages, my mom, oh, she loved that uh, show. And and because of that, passed that love on to all of us, of course. And we've watched the movie more times than I can count. And of course, within that movie, Mary is seen as a prostitute. In fact, that image, I think um, many of the movies we may have watched uh, about Jesus, gosh, if we would have seen the... uh, the um, uh, one by Mel Gibson, um, oh, gosh, how come I'm, I'm thinking The Last Temptation, but that's not it. Although that, too, The Last Temptation uh, of Christ. Um, but uh, the, the one by Mel Gibson they do recently, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, the, the one that we grew up on in the 70s, if you watched that miniseries. I mean, all of them, uh, popular culture, uh, looks at Mary Magdalene as a prostitute. Uh, and the truth is, Scripture doesn't back that up at all. We don't know. Uh, in fact, the Church, the Catholic Church would say, no, here's what we know about Mary Magdalene, that in Luke chapter seven, it talks about the companions of, uh, of Jesus, and that how some of the women, uh, some of the companions were women, and it said Mary Magdalene, the one uh, whom seven demons were uh, expelled from, uh, brought out of. Uh, and then uh, Joanna and Chuza, uh, some of these others. But what it says about them is these companions provided for the ministry of Jesus out of their resources. And that's really, gosh, Joanna, Chuza, huh, sorry, that's it for you guys. You're out of the story. Uh, All we know is the ministry of Jesus would not have been able to be possible but for these women, including Mary Magdalene, now how did she get uh, conflated to be a prostitute? Most likely, that happened uh, because of Pope Gregory the First. Pope, we call him Pope Gregory the Great. If you ever heard that, in the year 591, <clears throat> and I'm sure you all could have pulled that date right out. Uh, but uh, in that time, uh, Pope Gregory. Uh, basically combined that story of Mary Magdalene at the end of chapter 7 of Luke with the story of the woman who is nameless in the story in uh, Luke chapter 8 who uh, goes to the house of Simon the Pharisee where Jesus is sitting and reclining a table and then pours the expensive perfume over his feet and then dries them, uh, her feet, with her hair. And, uh, and Simon's thinking to himself, does he not know what kind of a woman is touching him? You know, uh, alluding to the fact that she is a prostitute. And because of the homily that Pope Gregory gave, it, um, it kind of combined those two images, and that has remained within the uh, idea. But that's, we don't know. We don't know that to be true. Uh, in fact, there are others who believe that that, uh, Mary Magdalene was that person who did the perfumed oil and uh, and dried Jesus's feet with her hair. Is um, also the same um, Mary as the Mary Martha and Lazarus, the the family outside of Bethany, uh, and so Mary, um, who runs to Jesus at Lazarus passing, uh, and and this woman who uh, anoints Jesus' feet with oil, and Mary Magdalene with whom seven. Uh, uh, demons who were expelled are the same person. There are those who believe that, but the, church, the Catholic Church would say, no, we know this is all we know about it. That may be true, but the Church stands and says, no, this is what we know. We know that she was uh, mentioned in Luke 7. But really, I've, I've wasted way too much time because this gospel is what I want to talk about, which is she, Mary Magdalene, what do we know about her? Here's what we know from all the gospels, all of them have her standing with Jesus at the foot of the cross. The only one that has a male at the—and I'm, and I'm not male bashing. Hey, I'm a male. Happy as a clam to be one. But um, the only one that has a male um, is—and really it's only through our um, putting ourselves within the story—is the—well, uh, it's beyond that, forgive me—is uh, the Gospel of John. In uh, Mary Magdalene, um, uh, Mary, his mother, uh, his mother's sister, or Mary's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, uh, Mary Magdalene, and the disciple whom Jesus loved. And we know that it was a male because it says, woman, there is your son, son, there your mother. Uh, but again, that, that image that John uses to put ourselves in the story. But other than that, it was just those women. Uh, and, and usually those three who are mentioned, Mary, Mary's sister, and Mary Magdalene, um, that stood by in the midst of that hour of need. They could do nothing, but all they could do was carry the weight of his sorrow and hold one another and simply by being present in that time give comfort to Christ on the cross. They couldn't take him off. They couldn't heal his wounds. They couldn't take away his pain. But by being there, they eased his suffering. That's who Mary Magdalene is. But she doesn't stop there. I mean, this woman's amazing. She basically, when they take him down from the tomb, Joseph of Arimathea, God love him, you know, taken down from the tomb and placed in a newly, uh, mm-hmm. hewn grave. Um, <clears throat> and what does it say? Um... Matthew chapter 27, I want to say verse 61. She basically just sat there, a ways away from the tomb looking at it, but just sat with Christ in his death, um, mourning him, mourning the loss. So again, not only did she stand in the midst of the pain and the suffering, helping to ease that, not only was she there and, and whose abundant uh, you know abundance and generosity helped fund his mission on earth she stayed with him in his death so why brothers and sisters would we be surprised when jesus appears to her first in john's gospel it's so amazing and the story again could talk about it for 20 minutes and i won't i'll try to sum it up in just a few but that image that she looks in the tomb no okay The the stone's rolled away. She runs and gets uh, uh, Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved, and they run out there. So then we skip ahead. We skip that whole part when they run out. That would be uh, John 20, uh, verses 3 through 10. It's the one we hear every Easter Sunday morning. Um, And uh, Peter arrives there, or excuse me, the disciple who who Jesus loves arrives there first, Peter, then go down in. They they walk away in wonder, not sure what happened. But Mary remains at the tomb weeping, and she looks in and sees what Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved missed. Two angels. I don't know if they showed up later or simply the woman who stood by Jesus uh, in his death and suffering and eased it and the woman who sat with him in his death. Um, uh, If if that was a gift given to her, I, I don't know. But they ask her the question, Woman, why are you weeping? Have you, you know, tell me where they've taken him. She still doesn't isn't there out of hope for resurrection. She's there out of love for her friend. And Jesus turns around, she thinks he's the gardener, and asks him this her the same question. Woman, why are you weeping? But then he adds, What are you looking for? Oh my gosh, brothers and sisters. That is the greatest question that he asks us. But her answer is equally as good. Oh, it's just so good. Uh, And she says, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him. Just, she wants to be present to him. That's all she wants. All I want is to take him, and I'll take care of him, even in his death. That's all I'm looking for. Amen. Amen. She isn't asking for blessings. She isn't asking to be the first person to know about resurrection. She isn't asking for this, this, or this. Tell me where he is in his death, and and I'll take care of him because I owe him that, because she's new because of it. And then he says the word, Mary. And immediately this woman, of course she does. She's followed him. He's made her new. She's committed her life clearly to him. She stood by him in his dying, in his suffering, in his, in his uh, pain. She stood by him in his death. Why would she not be the first one to stand by him in resurrection? That was the gift that God gave to her. And then, of course, she runs, and she becomes what we call the apostle to the apostles. She, Mary Magdalene, is the first and she is the one to whom the good news has been given first and is given to spread. This is is the woman we honor today. And, brothers and sisters, we would do well to do just a portion of what she did um, in generosity and funding the, the ministry of Jesus Christ, however that is, however the Spirit of God invites you and I to do that. Um, and I'm not saying give to the church. I'm saying, how do we help fund the, and, and continue the ministry of Jesus Christ here on earth? How do we stand with Him regardless of circumstance? How do we love those in our life who are suffering and in pain, and we cannot take it away from them, but just in being close to them, we ease their suffering a bit? And how do we sit with them in death? Not, not even in death in hope of resurrection, but just mourning with them and for them. Will we not see new life come from that too? We've got to have the eyes that look in the tomb and see the angels, that look in the, outside the tomb and see the gardener, but hear our name. May we be so graced as to see the action of God around us and to hear him call us but have the courage to say yes and stand with him, regardless of where that calls us. Because then we are merry. Let's pray. The uh, third luminous mystery today. If you have someone or something for which you would like to pray, I invite you to call it to mind at this time. And let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third luminous mystery, Jesus proclaims the kingdom of God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. And the name of that Mel Gibson movie, The Passion of the Christ. That's what I'm trying to think of. Too many Christ movies. I can't think of them all, but uh, that was it. Um, anyway, my friends, if you've made it this far, <laughs> God love you. And uh, thanks for doing so. Blessings to you. Hope to catch up again with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.